Oh, good day, listeners. Welcome to Bar Karate, the sailing podcast, day two of our Sydney to Hobart coverage. Had a little sound bites, had a little bit of information just on what's going on with the race. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. Let me bring in my colleague, Mr. Nick Bice. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. Hey, bud. Top of the day. Actually, just got back to home waters, as a matter of fact, mm. back in Adelaide town and mm. uh, creating my own waters. It's so bloody hot here. Yes, yeah. sweating up a storm. Yeah, you're uh, you're uh, you're in a tough part of the world. It's uh, it's probably explains why we're getting the strange weather we're getting through on the Hobart. Well, as a matter of fact, I yeah drove from the Victorian Highlands this morning back to Adelaide and came through a huge smoke um, wall there at one point in time. Um, just uh, not unlike Sydney. Um, a few weeks ago, well, basically the last month or so. So uh, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy stuff, eh? Yeah. Weird world. If you're not from Australia, basically imagine that everywhere you walk on Australia is on fire at the moment. That's pretty much, it's as bad, as good as we can explain it. Everything's on fire. Including yourself, my good man. Including yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you gave me an easy one there. That was good. (laughs) All right, let's roll into it, uh, day two. So you've been been out in the middle of... uh, with your defender trying to save the world and so you probably haven't seen much have you or have you, are you up to speed bud oh i am up to speed um but i'm only up to speed with what who won the race you hear on every single yeah. uh, news report which you know that's something we should probably talk about even a bit more mm. in depth because i even got a few messages like What's going on with the Hobart? What's happening with the coverage? How do we find out what's going on? It's um, it's it's not easy to find, unless you you do uh, unless you are in the know. But if you just want some general knowledge, it's pretty hard to pick up anything apart from who came first over the line, which was of course Comanche. Congratulations! Yes. One day, eighteen hours, thirty minutes, twenty four seconds, winning the race. Um, we'll have a lot to chat about how they did that beating InfoTrack in. So two wide bum boats, 45 minutes later on the old InfoTrack. Oates um, following up after that. Um, and then uh, just in front of Scallywag, actually, there was a good battle, Oates, Scallywag and Blackjack. We didn't see any of that on TV, though. Um, yeah, it's an interesting discussion. So... Winner and losers of the night. Um, mm. You've got to say InfoTrack and Wild Oats were probably the performers of the evening, right, for mm. where they finish up. Sure. And uh, kudos to InfoTrack, I would say. They've uh, they've probably sailed the race of their life, I reckon. I agree. Absolutely agree there. Um, they've sailed with what they had. Um, I do want to actually think about that a bit because, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably come on to that a little bit later, but, you know, both the first two boats over the line are big wide boats, so there's got to be some sort of design discussion we'll come into it, and we'll do that in a minute, I reckon. Just Yeah, good good call. Um, on the overall standings, we've got some interesting discussions going on there. So um, your tip and my tip, the Dark Horses um, – they're having shitters right now. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, who's leading who? <laughs> Yours is in front by a place on mine. And they've stuck right next to each other the whole way. What are way. they doing? <laughs> they must have heard us. They're covering each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
They're, I think they're 91 and 93 at the moment. So, yeah, I'll, I'll explain why in a sec. Um, but let's just go to the leader. So currently uh, in the lead overall yeah, on the current predicted times is Matt Allen's Itchy Barn. Um, followed by Quest, followed by Guilio, uh, Guilo, and then Envy Scooters. So the top four are TP52s. Um, so, yeah, very I interesting. I guess you'd rate those top four as being at the front, you know, within the, the top four of the 52s that are currently out there. Yeah. So that's not unexpected. And I guess uh, the performance of a TP52 on IRC, that's not unexpected also. Yeah. Uh, Dag- Dagwet, uh, the French entry that um, was leading for so much of the day, they're deep now. They're well and truly deep. So they've gone uh, right down into the 44 at the moment. So um, so for Ichiban to win, they've actually got a bit of time up. If you look at the current corrected on how they're going, so they're forecasting Ichiban to hit uh, the line at 6.43, in Tasmania, and then Quest is currently forecast to hit at 8.10pm. Um, and on the ratings, corrected ratings, that would have Ichiban winning by uh, about 25 minutes. So there's there's not a yeah. huge... There's still a lot of risk in that. Yeah, and I think Ichiban, Guelo and Envy are all uh, the same ratings. Yeah. Ichiban's currently six miles ahead. They're just around, about to go around Tasman Island doing 10 knots, so they've got breeze. You'd expect them to, well, not necessarily step out, but certainly maintain. Um, and uh, the beauty of the 52s, they always generally finish about this time of day, so they'll be heading across Storm Bay up the Derwent with a sea breeze. Mm. Uh, the trick will be, when is that sea breeze going to fizzle? Yep. Um, is yep. it going to drop out before they arrive at the finish or not? Yeah. So just looking at the ratings, Itchy Barnes 1.403, Quest 1.374, uh, Guelo 1.403, and Envy is 1.399. So close, yep. um, very close. Um, so yeah, that will be interesting. So if we looked at how, well, let's just we're sort of discussing the weather a little bit. So um, the weather, how did it played out last night, was exactly as we forecast. Um, yeah, I'd say the only difference being is um, the big boats finished probably a bit earlier than we thought. Um, yep. So they obviously got the real good pressure and the right angle. There wasn't any jibing as such. Well, they were sailing VMG, but not no jibing. So um, she was straight to the mark almost. So that's where they um, – and they were doing 20s, 25s. So, yeah, they had a very good night. The yeah. green stoplight. Well, the green traffic light was flashing yeah. um, until they reached the Derwent this morning where they hit the stop sign. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty much what we uh, suggested was going to happen. Um, and then we did see a bit of it on TV and uh, the old Comanche just sitting there with sails hanging at some stage. Um, so not the best outcome in terms of uh, them women winning overall. They want to just go charging right in, but it's pretty hard to get up the Derwent without having a stop at some stage. So um, lots of hills and mountains around. Um, so the thing is, when you look at those, if you go and run the tracks of those vessels, like the, our, our maxis, you can tell they're all running the same navigation software because they almost except for, you know, relative positioning east to west, 
Um, they almost ran exact identical tracks. It was it was quite unique. There was only, you know, it was spacing uh, east to west of about twenty mile difference, and that made all the differences. The the question mm. then I wanted to bring back, going back to your earlier point, we saw. You know, we know Comanche, you put her in the open ocean, uh, Wild Oats has got no chance. Like, uh, you put Comanche out where she can pick her weather systems, she's gone, right? Uh, whereas yep. Wild Oats, upwind, downwind, she's going to be uh, the favoured boat. I'd pick Wild Oats over that. So, um, and then we looked at uh, InfoTrack and, and they actually came in second. So we got some hard running conditions, almost like the sort of conditions that they'd be predicting, uh, they'd be trying to sit in front of if they're out in the middle of the ocean. So is it designed? Looks like they've picked the same tracks. Is, is design what made the difference is what I'm wondering? Um, the fact that they weren't or they had a free ocean to roam, they can poke the bow, especially the big powerful boats can poke the bow up and get rumbling. And it takes a lot of skill to then be able to uh, maintain a low mode. Yep. But you've got to do that first and keep the boat planing. And I'm actually wondering how these new cable sails um, are giving the performance boost that we're seeing. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a box up between uh, Norse and Doyle's. Doyle's came out with the cable zeros originally, mm-hmm. and I'd say that's what they would have been on last night. Mm. Um, and then you've got the other boats being Wild Oats, Scallywag, and um, Blackjack. All using the helix zero. Mm. I doubt any of them had a had a soft luff sail um, yep. at all, especially yep. after the the chat we had with Squark. Yep. Um, so whether that had anything to do with it, bugger if I know. Maybe but we can. Y- it's a bit too much of a coincidence, maybe, to mm. to not have anything to do with it. Maybe we can get in depth with that tomorrow when we do um, our regular. Um, Barcarati, we'll we'll probably pull someone off um, off Comanche. I think uh, we did a, we've done a bit with a couple of the favourites on the overall, so we could we we might pull someone off Comanche and have a bit of a chat to them. Um, don't know don't know what the safest time of day to do that would be though. Is it early <laughs> in the morning when they're dusty? Is it uh, around? Is it just pre lunch where the edge is just coming off? Uh, but I'll tell you what, anything after two pm, that yeah. won't be the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued as to how BP's going to go, I'll be honest, because <laughs> he'll be in. Um, so he'll be the most dusty of all, I suspect. Uh, <laughs> suspect? Yeah. Um, so you've brought up a couple of topic points. So let's actually just um, – we've, we've, we've talked about line honours enough. Let's really – let's focus in on these handicap results. The What is going to happen with the weather um, – in the next 40 hours, is it starting, they're starting to get it come out of the south-southwest at the moment um, if, as they're going into the Derwent, as they're coming around uh, Tasman Island there, just down the bottom, they're, they're starting to get it. Now, that should freshen. Um, and then over the next 24 hours, just, it, they're going to go into a light patch again tonight and then it should actually clock around to the north again. So is, is what we're seeing with this weather, do you reckon... It's going to be these TPs that are going to hold on, or do you reckon that the some of the smaller boats might have their shot? Well, I'm just having a look at the local Derwent uh, weather now. Yep. And it's looking like the sea breeze will be disappearing between – still have something at five by six. It's starting to get down to the eight-knot range. By seven, pretty much disappeared. So <laughs> it's going to be line ball 
It's um, the two saying pegs, that isn't it? The, for the well, yeah, absolutely. Because currently their finish at six thirty-eight or whatever it was is based on their current speed. The minute they get around Tasman Island, they'll be crack sheets. They'll be doing 16, 18 knots. So I'd expect they'll be getting up the river um, yeah. with the with the sea breeze. Or definitely those first four, um, maybe well, maybe only three. But um, they'll, I think they'll be taking out because that hole sitting off the east of Tasmania just looks way too big yeah. to um, do anything for any good for anyone's handicap for that matter. Yeah. So at the moment, um, the old cat wincher is still floating. She's still lurking. She's still lurking. Remember, she was number two on the odds. So she she's sitting 11th overall at the moment. Um, and so to rate out, what's she got to get in? So she's a one, oh, 0.887. Jeez, no wonder she's one of the faves. How's that for a rating? Uh, yeah. 0.887. So she's got plenty of time in hand to to get there but uh, she's got 280 nearly 290 miles to go i think i think she's stuck nah. no she's yeah, no nah, that won't be happening and especially looking you look at 9am tomorrow morning in the middle of bass strait is absolutely nothing so um they might hopefully they got a bit of a few more uh servings of bacon and eggs on board oh yeah you'd be turning the motor on at the moment wouldn't you Whew, mm. She is yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, I reckon it's. Uh, let's be honest. It's probably this this group of TPs that are fighting at the lead right now. They're the ones that uh, are looking the goods for the line on us. So um, you'd have to back Matt, that crew in, Matt Allen. Hey, they're looking yeah. the goods. Yep, I uh, totally concur with that. And I'll just do a little refresh on my tracker right now. But um, I think he would have just got around Tasman, starting to ease sheets, and off they go. Yeah, off they um, go. Charging. Yeah. Um, just in terms of your, your comment about not getting much of the mainstream coverage, um, I just think they're using the wrong, the wrong voices. So, um, you know... Did you watch it this morning on the uh, coverage? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like... They keep using people that are expert in other sports. I mean, I know they got Olivia Price and she was good, but she was working with, uh, you know, Rupert Guinness on the on the, the live stream. And much as I love Rupert, we know him through the cycling world. Um, you know, they, they didn't ask or didn't go into any in-depth conversation about tactics, strategy. They didn't talk about the tide. They didn't talk about some of the people on board. Like, if I was running the that commentary team, I'd be talking about Stan Honey. That man is a genius. Well, there's so much to know. Mm. I'd be talking about all the guys on the boat. There's so much to talk about. Well, what you'd be talking about exactly what Rupert talks about when he commentates on cycling. Exactly, yeah. Or so, Phil Liggett or for that matter. Exactly. I mean, all the experts in their field. Well, they've got yep. mastery in. So, um, you know, that's that's how I'd run it. Um, we When we use non-experts... They just focus on the, the hyperbole rather than the detail. And I think that's where, it, you know, it, for the non-viewers, like when I did the commentary at the World Sailing Games, the instruction I got was to, to remember to talk down for the, the viewers and I absolutely refused. I said, there's no mm, way. I was going to say. <laughs> no one talks down to me when I watch a footy game. The commentators don't adjust for me when I watch, you know, basketball game. They just talk about it and expect the viewers to come up, you know. And that's what we need to do with our sport. Let's actually just take it up. And that's what – it worked, didn't no, it? Well, one, you can't forget about the core 
um, supporters exactly. of yachting, and that that's yachties. And yeah. two, there's enough people on all these boats who have a fantastic story that is relatable to exactly. every single person. Yeah, Stan Honey, once again. Stan um, Honey. I mean, you could talk about that man for hours, and yeah. everyone would be absolutely fascinated. Yeah, well, with he's, what he's done outside of sailing, not to mention inside sailing. Nearly every single person on the planet, or probably half the people on the planet, have been touched by some of Stan Honey's creations, and they don't know it. You know, yeah, the men, exactly. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, and so maybe we even will try. We'll try and get Stan on tomorrow. I think is my goal. Uh, that's on you, Bicey. I've dropped you in the yep. poo there because your mates with I'll, him. Uh, I'll send him a note. Yeah, uh, this afternoon actually. But yeah, so let's just a little bit of a, a summarise then, buddy. Um, what are we looking at? So we reckon it's the TPs in with the win. Um, we uh, we enjoyed the cover uh, the racing. We enjoyed the racing. Yeah. We both wanted great to- great racing. Of I mean, it's such an iconic race course, and what the weather put up this year. Yeah, um, good. a few really good sailing good. Um, periods. A few soft areas to navigate around. There was winners and losers, snakes and ladders, to to use just an old term that every other single person uses. But, um, <laughs> you know, they uh, worked it out in the end, which uh, yachting often does. Now, I guess the only other two points I'd add is that uh, we both want to go to sea on Comanche and have a go. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yep. And then we, we think BP may be... Uh, pretty average on his role tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Oh, fair chance he'll be missing in action. I've been to Hobart enough to know to make any sort of commitment <laughs> to especially even the likes of the uh, of Bar Karate. Yeah, we're a little loose at times, but hey, 24 <laughs> hours after finishing the Hobart race, that chance. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, mate. Well, let's roll out and uh, we'll look forward to having a good long chat about the race and all sorts of things tomorrow, yeah? Awesome, mate. All right, bud. Love your work. See you, mate. Catch ya.